Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our weekly episodes, you'll hear business leaders and entrepreneurs share how they put social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. You can find full show notes for today's show and additional resources at givetoprofit.com. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, where it would also be great if you could leave us a rating and review. For every review this month, we'll be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. And so now, here's your host, business mentor, speaker and author, Alison McKenzie. Hi everyone, this is Alison McKenzie, your host of the Give to Profit Show and I am so excited to be here today with somebody who's becoming a great friend, somebody who I've known for at least three years now, we figure, when <laughs> we've had our conversations and is one of the few people I know who, like me, goes out into the world and does humanitarian work but is also a marketing specialist and combines social impact with running commercial business and health helping social impact entrepreneurs to do good in the world through their work. We have been having many amazing conversations over the last three years and I'm delighted to introduce you in a moment to Kim Carpenter who is not only going to be interviewing me on this first episode of the Gift Profit podcast but who will also be a regular co-host on this show. So first of all I just want to welcome you Kim to being on the show. How exciting is that? We're at last doing something together. (laughs) It's so great, Allison. It's so amazing to be here with you and to really kick this off. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, we've been both been through different incarnations of our businesses at different points. And now, you know, and just in terms of giving people a little bit of an introduction to you, you are somebody who is currently living in Bali. You were in Austin when we first met and you are a marketing strategist for social impact businesses, which is why you just, to me, are the perfect person to be interviewing me on this first episode, but also to be one of the co-hosts here, because I know you have so much well a wealth of information to share and a real passion for exploring more on this topic of how we can do good through our business so thank you for being here oh you're so welcome I'm so honored thank you And with that said, because I know this is us turning the interview around the other way around, in this first episode, you're going to be interviewing me. So I'm going to stop waffling and let you take over from here. So over to you, Kim. Thank you so much. Sounds great. All right. Let's get this party started. Allison, first of all, I would just love to hear your response to why you feel it's so important for businesses to support charities and social causes. You know, for me, and I know we've talked about this, it's, I just feel that we all have a responsibility as individuals on the planet to do what we can to leave the planet a better place than when we first arrived. And for those of us who are business owners, then it logically makes sense to me that that has to then become part of our business. Now, if I'm being perfectly honest, when I first started off my business, I was all about, well, how do I actually generate the income or a salary for me to live? That was you know, my primary reason. But actually, it didn't take too long for me to realize that once I was able to do that and generate my salary to pay myself that there was something missing and the reason that something 
was missing was because I wasn't actually doing as much good in the world as I wanted to do. There was a slight misalignment. So yeah, I just see the purpose of business as also being there to have social good. And I see business as being a great opportunity to be kind. Oh, I love that. An opportunity to be kind. I think that's not something that everybody thinks about with business, but I'm so with you. I think it's really, really true. So in doing that and supporting charities or social causes, how exactly is that good for business? Oh gosh, there are so many different ways now and that is good for business. And thankfully, actually, it's not just like you and I experiencing it. There is also lots of research that shows this. But typical examples would be, if you think strategically from a brand perspective, you know, it's it's about looking at what you become known for. Now, why is that important? Because research now shows that millennials in particular, but consumers as a whole are becoming, we're all becoming increasingly aware of certain things around that influence our buying decisions. So things like, do we want to buy from businesses anymore that are causing harm to our communities, to the environment? And the answer is, well, no, millennials are talking in in the way that they make those, those purchasing decisions around They want to buy from businesses who can demonstrate they care. They want to work from businesses who demonstrate they care. And it's not just the millennials. There's more and more research coming out. It seems week by week around how consumers, we all want to be making conscious decisions about the way we spend our money. And that could be us as an individual consumer. It could be us as a business. We are making those smart choices around who we are partnering with in business, who we use as suppliers in business. And And for businesses that don't pay attention to this, they're going to get left behind. So to me, this is about not just doing good in business, it's about staying ahead of the game. And it's going to become increasingly important for us as businesses to survive. We have to demonstrate we care. And supporting charities and social causes is is a great way to do this. I guess one of the other main, because there are so many different reasons and I'm getting sort of almost lost for words in terms of which of all of these am I going to talk about right here. But actually another one, big one that touches my heart is that in the world that we live in, charities and social causes need our support. You know, in so many countries, we're living under governments and in states that are making choices that are not necessarily in the interest of all. And what's happened is there's been a tightening of money, both at an individual level and at an economic level, whether that be in a community or at a country level, which means that there isn't as much money around. The big pots of money are not as available for charities and social causes. So we're dependent upon causes to help do things like feed people, you know, the the growth of food banks, for instance, in communities. And it's not just in our own communities, but around the world, there are so many causes needing support without there being the big pots of money. And what charities and social causes often do is they look for money from foundations and charitable operations that can give them money. They look to the big corporates and so few causes and charities that I've been speaking to realise that actually they could be approaching small to medium-sized businesses too. And actually there are far more small to medium-sized businesses out there than the large corporates. So it's a great opportunity for us to be doing that and connecting. So the benefits are by doing that, we can support those causes. We can expand our network. We start to get known we start when we start to 
stand up for what our cause is or what's important to us. That becomes part of our personal brand and our business brand, becomes part of what we are known for. And so the benefits from that are obviously we stand out from the crowd and that in itself can then help us attract the right type of clients and partners to do business with. Oh, beautiful. There's so much in what you just said. And as you were speaking, I was just remembering so many aspects of your book that you put out, Give to Profit. I feel pretty tapped in to the whole social good scene and giving back, but there were so many great ideas inside that book that even opened and sparked my mind to come up with new ideas and new ways of looking at giving back. And it's true that there are billions of small businesses and we can do so much even with so little, right? Like small micro donations or loans and things like that. And your book is a great resource for that. But first of all, I just wanted to ask you, because the book is titled Give to Profit. What do you mean by Give to Profit? So I see Give to Profit as a model for business owners and entrepreneurs who want to grow a fulfilling business that is profitable and makes a difference in the world. So those who are driven by more than simply making money. And so, you know, when people, a lot of people who set up and run businesses think they need to choose between running a profitable business, a charity or a social enterprise, but it's just not the case. Putting social impact and charitable giving at the heart of a commercial business is becoming increasingly popular. And it doesn't matter, you know, for people listening to this episode, it doesn't matter what stage of business you're at. You can do this from the moment you start out because there are so many different ways to actually support causes. You don't actually have to have money. You could be donating time. There's many other different ways I talk about in my book. But you can do it right at the start. You can do it in small token ways. For instance, donating a certain amount of money to a particular cause if that's the way you want to do it. Or you can fully embrace it and put charitable giving at the heart and core of your whole business. It's almost like there's a spectrum for charitable giving in that you can just dip your toes in and you can start off that way or you can actually say, well, how do I develop this? How do I put this at the heart of my business and develop my business as a brand that is a meaningful brand that will become you know that I will and my business will become known for what I stand for and so yes that in essence is what the model's about I suppose bigger picture I see this as a way of doing business and you know in time I'm seeing this as a community and just a new way that we can all support each other in doing good in the world through business. Mm, beautiful and so how did you originally come up with this give to profit concept? It was a bit of an accident <laughs> I'm perfectly honest in that, you know, for quite a number of years now, in 2010, I started doing humanitarian work with young genocide survivors in Rwanda. And I was at the point where I'd grown a successful training consultancy business, which was very lucrative, but I had built it up and I was, you know, I, I was just training every day of the week and traveling a lot. And I just didn't feel fulfilled in my heart anymore. Even though I was loving what I was doing in terms of the content, I still felt there was something missing. And whenever I watched footage of war or natural disasters on the telly, I would feel totally useless because yes, I can pick up the phone and I can donate money to the causes, which is actually still one of the best ways we can support people when, you know, in the, in, at, at those critical moments. But I just didn't feel 
that I was almost good enough because I wasn't a doctor, a nurse, a medic, a, some kind of disaster recovery relief um, champion that could go out and literally save lives in that moment. And so I decided to that I wanted to go off and do a human, some kind of humanitarian work with um, that involved my skills of some sort so that I could feel that I was doing good, that involved travel because it's my number one passion and also involved helping young people, which is because I haven't had my own children. So I ended up going off to Rwanda and it was a, I just thought I was going out for one trip. I was going out for one trip to suss out the charity that I had found through just pure synchronicity. Literally, I set the intention one day and the very next day I had an email come into my inbox with a short video about some work being done in Rwanda by somebody who's a great friend of mine now, um, Dr. Laurie Layden. And when I went out on that trip, I really was just trying to initially go out and do good, to suss out the charity, to decide whether or not I was going to support them through my through me personally or my business. And when I went out there, my heart was just burst open with love. I mean, you've been out in Africa as well, you know, it's a whole other world and realizing how much people really needed support, but also with working with genocide survivors, really just seeing the capacity we all have as human beings to heal ourselves, to heal trauma, and the way that we were able to help take these young people and ultimately neutralize the emotions that are the same emotions that could lead people to terrorism, you know, that we can, we can help them move into a place of love, kindness and compassion in their heart so they can live happy, meaningful lives rather than turning to something else. I couldn't walk away from these young people after that first trip. So I came back and I was still running a, you know, a full-time training consultancy. And it was like, well, how do I fit in the time to the fundraising? And so for me, I just naturally started, started making bracelets that I call miracle bead bracelets that I started taking along to networking events when I was out and about networking for business. And I'd go along to these events and, you know, people were interested in the business, but they started buying my bracelets and I could raise several hundred dollars at one event by selling these bracelets. And over time, I began to be known as the Rwandan lady. Now, obviously, I'm not Rwandan, but the woman who went goes off to Rwanda and does good work in Rwanda. And on the back of that, I started to be asked to do talks. I was being asked to go along to people's house part, you know, houses and do parties where I would share some I was a therapist as well at that point and I'd share some techniques they could use for themselves for instance around stress management and we'd also sell the bracelets raise money for causes but on the back of that I started getting more one-to-one clients and as I was doing that I, people in my community were noticing my business was growing on the back of the charitable work I was doing and the way that I built it into my business and that's really what got me started and as more and more people started asking me well what is it you're doing I started to write to identify well, what were the things that, were, that I was doing that when I did them, it worked and the things that when I did them, they didn't work. And from there, I was able to come up with what was ultimately now contained within the book and the different steps and the different ways that we can support charities and social causes. And the concept's still growing, to be perfectly honest. You know, every day I get people saying, have you thought about this? I'm like, wow, yes, okay, we could explore how, how that could continue to develop. So it's all been very accidental. I love that. And you gave us some great examples there of donating or going on a giving trip where you're contributing out in the field. What other examples of what businesses could do to support causes could you share with us? Oh, I'll share my top couple, definitely. So one of them is fundraising, without a doubt. So, you know, it's looking at ways that you can raise funds for causes through your business. And the piece that I talk about in the book that's so critical here is you actually identify 
identify fundraising activities that your ideal clients, your audience is go are just going to get so excited about. So for instance, when I started doing my fundraising, people around me were saying, well, why don't you reorganize a fundraising ball or a fundraising dance? And, and I was saying, but I don't want to do that. I don't have time to do that outside my business and my personal life. And the people around me have already supported me beautifully. You know, I'm going to, if I'm going to do fundraising, it's going to be through my business. And so you look at, well, what would they love to do and come up with a whole range of different ways that you could raise funds for causes through your business. And I do actually have a free ebook on that topic specifically that will be detailed in the show notes for this episode. Um, so there's definitely fundraising, but if you are looking to do fundraising through your business, whether or not that's donating you know, a percentage or an amount from every sale that you make or the profits that you make, please do make sure that you are aware of what's cause, known as cause marketing legislation that applies in most countries around the world. Um, again, I, I've got different resources that share more on that topic, but fundraising for me is phenomenal. It's a great way that I introduce fundraising into my marketing activities. So instead of running free webinars, I will often do fundraising webinars and I found that you tend I tend to get more people sign up that actually then attend and I also find that the people that attend are more likely to actually sign up and buy a product or service from me later as well compared to those who sign up to free webinars um, but I also apply the same principle when I'm speaking I very very rarely do any free speaking gigs and if I do it's for cause it is for people that are very you know I've got a very strong connection to um, and what I started to do instead if somebody would ask me to do a talk and they were a charity or a social cause sometimes they would be paying me the rate which is what has always happened for you know ever since I've been in business the last 15 years but actually if it's a very small cause at a club then I might say something like well you know let's do it as a fundraising event instead of a free event um, and it works quite well so fundraising is definitely one strategy but one of the other strategies I absolutely love and was so obvious and is something that any business can do at any stage is what's called social sourcing. So this is where, if you think about as a business, we have products and services we need to buy. And rather than going to commercial businesses all the time to supply them, apply a filter first that says, well, is there a social cause or enterprise that provides this that would enable me to actually have social impact through spending money on something I'm already going to be spending money on, therefore I'm not spending any extra money. Because there are more and more social enterprises emerging around the world which supply products and services that businesses need. So that's a really easy way that we can support charities and social causes. And then I'll give a third one would be um, becoming an advocate for a cause. When you're out and about at, uh, you know, if, if there's a cause that's very close to your heart, look at how you can get involved with them. And then, for instance, if you're at a networking event, standing up and saying, well, I'm involved in this particular cause and they are looking for people to donate clothes or food and see what response you get. You know, be out there speaking about their work, sharing things on social media about what they're doing because causes do need our support. So those would be three. I know I, know I talk about 25, I think it is in the book. So, but those would be some of my favorites. <laughs> yes, there are so many in the book and they're just incredible. And one of my favorites is the social sourcing as well. And that was one thing that I read in the book that really opened my eyes. And then I noticed that just by the sheer fact of living in Indonesia right now, I get to see the impact of my spending on people's lives every single day. 
Um, there are so many people here who are living in poverty and selling things. So when I'm buying local here, I'm actually seeing, wow, that person's child actually gets to go to school or mm -hmm. if they can afford the school uniform because I've purchased from them. And that is so impactful. So um, I just love that one. Now, I know that a lot of people think about business and charity separately, right? So they'll, they give and maybe they'll donate something or they're giving to their church or something like that. And, and there's this thought that you need to keep it separate. But I love that your perspective is different. So talk to us a little bit about how it's really possible to grow your business by supporting charities and social causes. Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about it, most people that I meet in business who actually want to do good in the world as well or want to be a, a good person, if you like, what they do is they have their business that's commercial. They put their business head on when they go in to do that work within the business and then they keep their personal life as much as they can if, if we can separate but certainly the business side of our personal life separate so you get lots of people doing you know that piece in their personal life around giving and very few people bring them together and one of the most common things that people say to me when I share that you don't have to give them together that you can actually strategically link your business with personal giving so it's not saying you're not going to do stuff personally that nobody will ever know about that's just in the moment or as for you know for different causes that you decide to support as you go about your day-to-day -day life you'll still be doing that but this is about actually thinking well what's what impact do I want to have through my business and what part of that impact do I want to do through supporting charities and social causes so it's strategically linking the two and bringing them together so and it's literally just bringing them together and incorporating it into your business and that is the piece that if you follow the steps that I talk about in my book that is the piece that helps you grow your business it's about the strategic linking but it is also about things like also you know, measuring the impact of what you're doing and actually telling your story. Because if you're not telling people what you're doing, you'll be growing it to a certain extent, but you're not necessarily helping. If you're not saying in your marketing and sales campaigns that you're donating a percentage to, or not, not percentage if, to avoid quick cause marketing legislation, but a certain amount to charities or social causes, then you're not almost helping that cause and you're not necessarily getting your word out that you're a meaningful brand. If you are wanting to actually be developing a meaningful brand you need to be telling people what you're doing now some people shy away from that um because they feel a little bit anxious about that and actually quite a lot of people i don't know if this is a cultural thing but quite a lot of people do prefer to keep their charitable giving separate and i totally respect that when it's done at a personal level but if you are wanting to develop a meaningful brand because you know that consumers and businesses are choosing to do business with businesses who can demonstrate you care you need to be telling people that you care so it's the strategic piece plus looking at, well, how do you then communicate that out to the people, your followers, your customers and your stakeholders? Mm, that is so true. Then the storytelling can be so, so powerful um, and very uplifting and, and inspiring as well. well. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it is. People love to hear about, you know, what's the good that's being done in the world. We maybe don't, we maybe need bad news to go fill our papers for us to buy them. But when it comes to things like on social media, people love to open the videos and see the good that's happening and share the, right. share the love. Absolutely. So give us some examples of how this has really helped you grow your business my god there have been so many ways um i suppose the big part for me because a lot of what i did was the fundraising piece 
it was things like I remember one particular trip and this was early on when I was going out to I was planning a trip to Rwanda I've been out nine or ten times now and I had left it quite late to raise the money to cover the costs of that trip and the project costs and you know just my expenses while I was out there so I decided to just I put a little message in a Facebook group that just said plant you know looking to raise funds for my next humanitarian trip is anybody interested in learning how to take their workshops online and create online courses if you are if you're willing to to come along spend two days with me in my house then that would be great and suggested donation would be around 100 pounds about 150 dollars and I was amazed that within literally one to two hours it was fully booked and I actually had a waiting list to do it again so that was great so I did the actual course but while I was actually running that two-day event I could hear people saying you know how much they were getting out of it but saying well this is great but how do I I need to go away and I need to do certain things and I'm going to need to help help implementing it so what could you do to support us going forward so at the end of the two days I just said to the group you know would any of you be interested in getting together once a month for two hours as a mastermind group so I can continue to support you and actually Actually getting your online courses out there and nine out of the ten in the group said yes so that was me instantly getting an income from these clients that was actual you know profit you know it was actually income from my business rather than donations that was monthly so it immediately increased my monthly revenue and that was really powerful that was a really big message for me around just going in with the intention of doing fundraising, how sometimes I could then end up with a product on the back of that. And actually, that's a product that I still, you know, I now sell online as well. So that still continues to generate me business and help grow my business. Um, But other ways have definitely been in terms of being involved in causes often opens up doors. Now, none of what I'm saying is to be used as a strategy to get business. People will see through you if it's fake. So, so this is all, you know, hopefully everybody listening to this will get that this is all about coming from a place of love, kindness and compassion in your heart. But there's no doubt, you know, when you're involved with some charitable causes, it can open doors. And so I know that I have had exposure to and the support of a lot of people who I would never have had the support of. So things like when I have something that I want to launch or take out, I do have a good network of people who are now ready to support me and quite a few of them have large audiences so that's really that's really good to know and that's come on the back of the charitable work that I've done. Beautiful and I know you've had many different fundraising activities and projects that you've done are there any success stories that you wanted to share with us? You know I think the one that's maybe just the most recent one that blew my mind away was in April and in April I went over to Australia and because the charity I've been doing the work with in Rwanda we are looking to do similar projects with indigenous people and refugees in Australia so if you think about it they've been through very similar um traumas to people going through the genocide in Rwanda so we'd gone over there and there was a conference being organized and I was asked to help look at adding the charitable component to that conference and we did it in a you know it was testing the water out so we set off and we we did just a couple of different things at that conference so we did things like I worked 
alongside the organisers, we came up with raffle prizes that were donated by the speakers and some of the participants who were at the cause. We had the speakers donate different high ticket items to an auction and we were selling these same bracelets were being sold there. I was having people, I was donating my Give to Profit online course um, as well as a number of different things that were being donated. So when we went there and we told, you know, one of the other speakers was Laurie Leiden, who I go to Rwanda with. And I was also speaking about my experience of giving and supporting causes through the business and being involved in that project. We raised over 20,000 Australian dollars in the space of a couple of hours at that event. And it was just mind-blowing. It did more than raise the money. The, the, the money was brilliant because it enabled us and my vision for that event was to raise enough money that that project could become self-sustaining from day one because as part of that the we, we had people within the audience who signed up to become Give to Profit ambassadors so that they were then look you know I was then helping them raise money through their businesses so that they could raise the money for the cause that this conference was supporting. And that's been, that was amazing. But it was more than that. And the feedback we got was how it really changed what was already a really good event into something exceptional because it opened hearts. It really connected people at a much deeper level and the conversation changed. And that was at a conference which wasn't where the audience wasn't necessarily expecting it. So that was, the, that was what was just so beautiful about it as well. Mm, love that. So in your book... And you've kind of mentioned it previously about the cause marketing. There is legislation. There's legislation. And I, I don't know anybody else that's talking about this, Allison, but there's legislation that applies to fundraising through a business and it's different apparently in different countries. Could yeah. you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, this was a bit of a shocker to me. <laughs> you know, and it is to a lot of people who, you know, when you come from the heart and you genuinely want to support causes, it could be quite a surprise to realize this legislation, but but actually it totally makes sense because this is actually about protecting consumers. It's like any other aspect of fundraising. It's about protecting consumers and protecting the names of the charities and the causes, you know, making sure that businesses are being ethical and not using charitable fundraising for the wrong reasons, which like everything else, you will get a few bad apples there. When I discovered this, when I was doing all my research, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do about this then? Because how do you write a book that talks about the legislation when it's different? In the UK, cause marketing legislation currently applies when we support chari you know, registered charities, but not necessarily lots of other causes. In the US, the delights over there are that most states have different legislation that applies. <laughs> so it's not even at a country level. And in other countries, it's all very different. So really what I would say to people is it's nothing to be scared of. What's important is that, and actually a lot of the legislation is about having an agreement in place between you and the cause, which is just actually makes common sense from a business perspective. And quite often it covers things like, you know, how much are you going, how are you going to raise the funds? How are you going to get the money to them? When are you going to get the money to them? How do you use their, you know, their logo? So I mean, it's, it's a lot of it is practical in terms of what would go into a, an agreement. So it isn't anything to be scared of. And in my book, I talk around what I call best practices. So at a starting point, be looking to apply best practices. One of them, for instance, would be transparency. So what most legislation does not like is people saying that we donate a percentage of sales or profit to a cause or charity. And that's because that's not transparent to consumers. You know, they, 
what does that mean? And actually, if you're saying a percentage of profits, that means you have to be making a profit. And there's plenty of businesses that don't make profits and then therefore no money goes to causes, which is misleading. So we're much better to actually state the actual amount. And that is some, one thing that's common across a lot of the different legislation. So I've tried to sum a lot of that up in the book and really just define some best practices that we can all apply, whether or not that legislation applies. Because legislation doesn't apply in all countries and it doesn't necessarily apply to all causes. So yeah, it's looking at how we can do things in a way that is ethical and fair and transparent to everybody that we communicate with. Beautiful. Yeah, that's such a smart thing about having the agreement. And, and it really takes a person, a business owner, connecting also with that charity, creating an alignment, creating an agreement, creating best practices with the charity, which I think is such an important thing. So is the gift to profit model just for those people who are already successful in business or can you do it when you're just starting out? Oh, yeah. I, I get asked this a lot. And actually, one of the main things that holds people back is they say, well, I'm going to support a cause when I have money. <laughs> um, but actually, the reality is we can support causes any time. Because even when you're starting out, when we start out, you know, we're looking to build a cause, you know, we're looking to build our business. But maybe we can go along and network with causes or we can volunteer our time just even half a day. And that in itself could help expand our network. Or you can immediately, if, you, if you've not got the time to do it, be looking at the social supplying or many you know a lot of the different ways that we can support causes it's not just about the money and I think that's one of the main blocks it's not just about the money and while you know when I started off coming up with a concept of give to profit I originally thought I was writing my book for you know the very the very small business the type of business that only has one individual person but actually as I did my research and as I spoke to different people I began to realize that this was something that was of interest you know to the small to medium size businesses and it's only been since so I mean I changed the content of the book to so it could apply to really businesses of any size although the book is still mainly targeted at the small to medium sized business but it's only since launching the business that I've had you know one of the first people that inquired about it was a FTSE 100 company in the UK one of the largest companies in the UK and I was just like wow okay so actually the gift to profit model is one that people seem to find really easy to understand. And the way that I draw the diagrams within the book and things, they just get it. And one of the most common words people say to me once they have either seen me speak or they've read the book or listened to me, you know, online is the word obvious. They go, God, that's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that beforehand? I can be doing it now. And there's lots of different ways I could do it. I just hadn't thought about it. And if that is what my life's mission is about, to just get people to think about business, to do business differently, and that they then are inspired to take action to do that, then that is me feeling that I've done a good thing in the world, which just, yeah, lights up my heart. Oh, you're definitely doing more than one good thing in the world, Alison. Oh, bless. Thank you. <laughs> now, I know that one place that some people get stopped in their mission to give is they can't choose. They don't know what, what to choose <laughs> as a cause to support. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I quite often get people saying, well, I'd love to support causes, but I don't know how to yet, or I don't have a cause in mind. And so what, again, I would say is don't let that stop you. If, you know, the first step I talk about in my book is connecting into why you want to support causes, because people come to it from different angles, you know, um, 
you might have lost a loved one to a disease and therefore you feel you want to raise money for a charity that is involved in the research to help prevent that or to come up with a cure for that disease. Um, or maybe you don't have that big cause, but you just know you want to do good. So really connect into why and that will then drive, well, how do you go about choose, you know, start to influence how you choose a cause to support because for instance for some people they might decide well I just want to start off with the social sourcing in which case you don't choose the cause itself you're looking for a solution to the problem you have in the business the product or service you're looking for whereas if you're looking to do to raise money or to volunteer then you need to make more of a conscious decision about right so what choice what charity would be right for me to actually support so and there are also many different ways that we can support causes i'm a part of a community called b1g1 which is similar in fact we both are aren't we yeah we're both part of that community now yeah. so yay brilliant community um and if you think about for those who haven't heard of it if you think most of us have heard of the tom shoes model where when you buy you know a pair of shoes from tom shoes they donate a pair of shoes to somebody who needs them in another part of the world and very powerful model well b1g1 is set up where any business can sign up can join they have charities that are registered and you then um you can map across giving if you like to every time you make a sale every time you meet somebody for a coffee or you record a podcast interview you can be having impact so again you're not having to actually do too much research into the detail of a charity albeit they have a big pool of charities that you can have a look at and if you are wanting to find something that's more where you're wanting to get involved in volunteer or you wanted to really think about solving a social program you know there's something called the UN um, development goals, uh, global development goals, which are there looking at um, the different problems we have in the world. You could do some research around them if there's a particular aspect or you know problem that we have in the world or the society or humanity you could be looking at well do I want to solve that problem so there's lots of different ways we can look at choosing a, at least come up with a big idea around choosing a charity and from there we drill into certain um doing research around different charities and exploring the options available to us sounds great yeah um so you talked a little bit about impact there can you tell us in your words what's the difference between contribution and impact Oh yeah, this is something that I just feel so important. And that's to do with the fact that when we raise money for causes or when we donate money to causes, it's really important that we actually donate in a way that we know has impact. And also when we are looking at sharing our stories so when we're telling other people what we do it's not just about how much money have we raised or what are we doing so what are we doing and the money that we raise is our contribution the impact is well okay so that's very nice you're doing all those things but what difference is it actually making and a lot of reporting in, in the charitable sector and the social enterprise sector and in business is all to do with well this is our you know this is what we're doing and we do our management information based upon all the things we do 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 rather than all well also evaluating and what impact is that having and if you look at one of the reasons why having social impact is becoming increasingly important for businesses to demonstrate part of it is because there's a growing frustration and recognition that around the world when a business focuses solely on profits, this often comes at the expense of communities, economic growth, humanity, the planet. So how would it be instead that we start, instead of actually having negative impact, and sometimes I think businesses, even small businesses, don't, don't think about the impact that they are having. And we all have an impact. We all have an impact at a, you know, in an individual level, at a personal level, but we also do in our business. And so it's really important we look at that 
And if you feel inclined to then, if you want to have a positive social impact, be saying, well, how, what is that impact I want to have? And how am I going to measure what I do in relation to that? And then tell that story and share that with others. So I'm being transparent and so that people can see I'm a business that actually cares. Mm, yeah, I was having a conversation just yesterday with someone that was talking about impact and how, you know, when we think about businesses traditionally, we really think about sustainable, profitable, right? Um, growth, business growth. And in this model, we also need to look at sustainability because if yeah. our actions, if we're just looking at making money for ourselves or making money for shareholders, right? If you have a corporation, is it really sustainable if it's at the, the cost of other people, the people working for you, the people working with you, your partners, right? Like, is it really sustainable if we're not making an impact, a greater impact than just as the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, this is a, this is a massive topic for me, you know, in terms of looking at, and there's a really good, um, there's a really good paper written, Harvard Business Review paper on something called creating shared value that talks about this. And it's really, really powerful to think about how we can, you know, rather than us operating at the expense of those around us, that actually a business, we're not distinct we're not separate from the community's environment we're working within it's all interlinked therefore the long-term sustainability depends on us being mindful of our social impact absolutely beautiful well we covered a lot and so i just wanted to check in with you and have you tell people how they can find out more yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, for people listening to this, this is just the first episode of this podcast. And the, in the pre-first the pre -first episode, you know, I, I share a little bit more about how really I'm wanting to bring alive the whole, con you know, give to profit model to help inspire you as a listener. If you are a business owner, an entrepreneur who wants to grow a profitable business that makes a difference in the world, or you're leading a business where you want to have more social impact, the purpose of this podcast is to really help bring these stories alive to to share knowledge and the, the different projects and initiatives that are happening around the world so that together we can all create and do good in the world and create a more sustainable planet so other resources obviously are the gift to profit book that's available on amazon around the world and the book depository and also the gift to profit website is is growing with all sorts of different resources the gift to profit pledge and gift to profit community will also be launching later in 2017 so there's lots of different things happening and you know i would just love to hear from anybody who's doing good to share ideas and actually invite you to join our facebook community as well if you want to become part of a community that's so great Allison. well thank you so much for letting me host and interview you today and i'm just gonna hand it back to you and see if there's anything you want to say wrap us up thank you well i think just to wrap up kim i want to say thank you so much to you for interviewing me it's been really interesting being on the other side because i've been so wanting to jump back in and to be having that conversation and with you rather than just answering the questions quite as much as i did there but you know that was the purpose of the episode 
episode. So I just sold it forward to um, having both of us having discussions. You know, we have great conversations as I do with all the other guests that are going to be appearing. And I know that as we continue to develop this show, there's going to be lots more conversations around the things that we've, you know, that we just even touched on in this particular episode. So thank you so much for being here. For everybody listening, thank you so much for listening in. And don't forget to check out the show notes, which are available at givetoprofit.com. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also just connect with us on any of the social media channels as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for listening to the Gift to Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes so you hear about our next episodes. It would be great if you left a rating and review of the show there too. For every review this month, Alison will be sponsoring a child to go to school for a day in Cambodia. You can connect and chat with Alison on Twitter using the handle at Alison Mac and through the Give to Profit Facebook fan page. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get this on Amazon around the world. <music>